Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you as we get ready to roll into a long 24th of July weekend celebration. Uh, just uh, stay with us. Uh, coming up at one fifty, just within the last hour, Governor Spencer Cox uh, made an official declaration uh, making uh, tomorrow, July 23rd, M. Russell Ballard Day. Uh, someone who has been very committed to the pioneer history uh, of this state and what has happened up at This Is The Place State Park and other areas and uh, Sarah Weaver, uh, editor of the Church News, will actually join us coming up at one fifty uh, to talk about this declaration uh, made by Governor Cox just about one hour ago. And uh, so stay with us. That's uh, coming up. Uh, other news we've been following today. Obviously, uh, the January 6th commission continues to be a hot topic in our nation's capital. And what I want to do in this segment is I want us to focus on just the politics and the communication strategy of it all. So I know this is difficult, but we're going to set aside the events of the day for a moment. We're going to talk about just the commission itself, and we're going to talk about what Democrats and Republicans, both sides have done, and what that actually means. So, of course, we have the uh, January 6th commission, uh, which was uh, instigated by Nancy Pelosi. And then, of course, both sides of the aisle are supposed to be able to nominate members to that committee. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi rejected uh, two of the members of the committee on the Republican side, Jim Banks, a Republican from Indiana, and Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio. Uh, so she rejected them from the committee uh, as part of those that were uh, nominated by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. So this was clearly a political move. Uh, I think what Nancy Pelosi did yesterday was actually a big gift to the minority leader, uh, because it made the commission openly political. And remember, uh, there are members on, this, on the committee already, Adam Schiff, uh, Jamie Riskin, uh, who, be, who were obviously uh, openly hostile to former President Trump uh, throughout his administration. So she made it very political that way, uh, which, again, I think was a gift to Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans in the House. Uh, however... In uh, classic uh, Representative McCarthy style, I think uh, he officially grabbed 
defeat from the jaws of victory yesterday and announced that the Republicans would pursue an investigation of their own. So let's get into this. What is really happening? I think uh, Kevin McCarthy just made a huge mistake in his reaction to Nancy Pelosi's political reaction to what's going on as it relates to the January 6th commission. So uh, we're just going to step through this real quick. Uh, so starting yesterday in a press or actually, excuse me, a press conference this morning, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi explained the purpose of the committee uh, and why she has it to begin with. As you know, I, we named our commission and it was committee and it's bipartisan again. And we have a quorum. Staff is being hired to do the job. We're there to seek the truth. We're not. We're there to get the truth, not to get Trump. Uh, T-R-U, truth. Trump. That seems to be what the other side is obsessed with. Uh, this House Speaker went on to uh, defend her reasoning uh, for rejecting both Representative Banks and Representative Jordan from the committee, saying this. So as the legislation allows, I did not accept... Two of the five people were appointed. Uh, they have made statements and taken actions uh, that I think would impact the integrity of the commission, of the committee, the work of the committee. This is deadly serious. This is about our Constitution. It's about our country. It's about assault on the Capitol that is being mischaracterized for some reason at the expense at the expense of finding the truth for the American people. So three of the three that I appointed, one of them uh, voted uh, against the uh, ratification uh, and the other two voted for it. Having said that, though, the other two made statements and took actions that just made it ridiculous to put them on such a committee seeking the truth. Now, let's go to someone that you usually associate uh, with Nancy Pelosi and the left, Van Jones, political commentator from CNN. And he was actually a little critical of Speaker Pelosi and also saying that Kevin McCarthy had really put Nancy Pelosi kind of in between a rock and a hard place. Kevin McCarthy put Nancy Pelosi in an untenable position. This was a poison pill move. If you're trying to put together a bipartisan commission, you have to put people on the commission who are serious about the mission of the commission. When you go and get people who have already discredited the commission, we've had nothing but a show, a kangaroo court. All right. So, uh, again, he he said right there that you have to put people on the commission that are serious uh, about the commission, about the work that needs to be done. And, of course, you can go back and you can dissect both sides uh, and members on that uh, commission, uh, both Democrats and Republicans. So you can say, well, wait a minute. If we really are just after the truth, uh, maybe we should have looked a little harder or looked a little different in in terms of uh, who was selected from both sides of the aisle there. Uh, I want to go now to uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who said that the House Speaker uh, had actually abused her power in this process. Speaker Pelosi has taken the unprecedented step of denying the minority party's picks for the select committee on January 6th. This represents something that has not happened in the House before for a select committee by the historian. It's an egregious abuse of power. Pelosi has broken this institution. 
Okay, the, Kevin McCarthy went on to talk about the fact that they would, uh, in fact, uh, go their own way and do their own investigation. Unless Speaker Pelosi reverses course and seats all five Republicans, we will not participate. But we think it's too important that those two questions, why were we ill-prepared? Why did they know on December 14th? Why would they jeopardize the lives of the Capitol Police? We will run our own investigation. So the whole thing gets pretty complicated. It, really interesting. Rachel Bade from Politico, uh, she first went out yesterday and say, hey, you know, this uh, move by Speaker Pelosi to reject GOP picks uh, for the for the uh, January 6th commission was a gift to Kevin McCarthy in the long run. He wanted the panel to look partisan, and now it definitely looks partisan and political. Uh, Matt Whitlock took to Twitter, said the resistance has shown up in Rachel's mentions like a mindless tidal wave, but she's 100% correct. You can't say, I've got to have Adam Schiff, uh, someone who was adamantly and regularly and persistently against President Donald Trump, uh, but then say, your guys on the right uh, are unacceptable. That makes it partisan. That makes it political. And that is why so many Americans are really tuning this out and moving on. We were having the discussion in the newsroom of why is it that these committees are always so far behind the American public that they seem to be rehashing stuff that the American public says, okay, that was bad, that was awful, or that was good, that was great, and now we move on because that's what the American people do. Uh, We don't hunker down on it. We have to keep moving forward. And I think this commission, like many other commissions in the past from both the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, is going to be wonderful for political fundraising and political campaigns, but will do little to get to the truth and to actually help the American people. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Church News Editor Sarah Jane Weaver is going to join us, talk about a declaration made by Governor Cox regarding M. Russell Ballard and Pioneer Day coming up next. You don't want to miss it. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 